magical. Welcome to Magic Monday. I am Tess Whitehurst, spiritual author and spiritual teacher. And I'm Natasha Levenger, energy reader, energy healer, and spiritual coach. And this is a podcast about all the ways we experience and use the magic of the universe in our everyday lives. Hello, everybody. Welcome. <laughs> Hello, everybody. We've been um, watching Survivor, me and my daughter, and I just reminded boy, this is really inside. <laughs> is that a part of it? Hello, everybody. Well, he just always is like, uh, the way I said it reminded me of, he always goes, come on in, guys. <laughs> 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 we've, well, we've just been walking around the house saying that <laughs> to each other. Or when I let the dogs in, I say it like Jeff Probst. Anyway, what a time. I know. Yeah. What do we remember? What cards we picked last oh, week? Oh, uh, yeah. So you picked the citrine card from the oh, uh, Crystal Spirits Oracle. It was happiness and abundance. Oh, okay. And then I, oh yeah, I picked the generosity card from the uh, Ghost Kitten Art. The um, oh right. What is it? The Ghost Kitten Oracle? No. It is Spirit Cats. Spirit Cats. Spirit Cats Oracle. Um, yeah, so did you, I know you've had kind of a hard week, but. Yeah, no, we've, Natasha has been listening to, me. well, and also in our interview with Britton LaRue, which you'll hear later, um, I've been talking about how I had a little bit of a rough patch this week. Mm-hmm. I ran into some anxiety because my website, someone logged into my website who wasn't me mm-hmm. and it looks fine doesn't look like anything's changed but and it might even not have been another person like it could have just been my ip address Uh, looked like some weird ip address for a minute anyway uh, i felt real but the but my password was changed so i think it was uh, someone else but anyway i felt very insecure and it just created a very unsettled feeling which i still have and Mm -hmm. i'm moving through yeah Yeah, it's hard feeling violated like that. Yeah. Especially, I think you were saying this before, especially in the pandemic when it's like you're inside the quote unquote safety of your home and it's like somehow they even got in there. Yeah. And I just, I don't know. I hadn't really been thinking about web security. And now I'm like every website, I'm like, I need to change my password to something that no one can guess and enable two-factor authentication. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that doesn't seem like it went with the cards too much. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, I, at the same time, like you and I have also been talking about, I do feel like this is a part of, because I did tap into that transformational energy when I did my uh, full moon reading. And mm. like last week, I think, yeah, in Practical Magic, we talked about the yes and, like the transforming uh-huh. a problem oh, yeah. or transforming a challenge into a, a, a blessing. Yes. And I do feel like that. I just feel like yes. it's like, whoa, really? I didn't I didn't need for to feel that, you know, uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then the universe is like, well, yes, you did. You, you know? did. Yeah. 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 It's hard when you're growing and you're in that. I mean, it's just like we were talking. Well, oh, you'll hear us talk about this with Britain about the retrograde cycle, how that's like sort of you're in the middle, the messy middle of a problem. And it, it's hard when you're in the middle and you can't really see out of it yet. You don't feel into the solution yet or you're just in that spot. So totally. that's all, uh, especially when it's mind related. And that's where I have the hardest time. I, I talk about this 
also in a minute. <laughs> I'm not repeating too much, but just um, I had a bit of like in a getting back into like circular thinking, which is something I used to do a lot in my 20s. Um, just like upset, like getting something was wrong. And then I would just like think about it and think like try to think my way mm. out of the solution. Yeah. And it just made me feel worse and worse. But I also the mind can be such a trickster. And it yeah. would tell me that like, I had to find some kind of answer or I wouldn't be okay. I wouldn't mm. feel okay. Like I couldn't just let it go. I had to find an answer. And it is interesting to come back to that with more healing work behind me um, to be able to have a little more perspective. That's what happened to me this week. So I don't know how that, maybe that was abundance and <laughs> happiness to break through it, to have more perspective about it, to be like, oh, I'm coming up on Gemini season. That's always hard for me because it's a really mental thing and giving myself more kindness and, you know, but this is all the work, you know, this is the yeah. meat of it. The meat yeah, of and it. like getting into an expansive place. Like if that's pushing my buttons, you yeah. know, like something is really like, oh, that really, really gets to me. It's like, well, there is a lot of potential for freedom there and a lot of potential yes. for transformation. And it is really, I mean, if I look back on my life, I, it's funny to how many things I thought were like this is so terrible and then I I see like wow that really needed to happen that was actually really a great thing in all these different ways you just like you said with the perspective you know it just takes a little time to see what that perspective is and just kind of was in the middle of it this week yeah I've been thinking about that a lot too like looking back on things where my whole life changed and I was like oh but then look how much happier and more free I feel since then yeah you know as a result the things we our mind clings to is almost like a sign like the like a flashing light like oh you don't need this if your mind is grasping so hard to tell you you need something then it's probably the exact opposite totally um I've been reading this. Were you going to say something? Oh, I was just, I was going to talk about a TV show, but you tell, what oh, have okay. you been reading? I was just going to say, I started reading, um, Tick Nak, how do you say his name? Tick Nak Han or? I don't know. Buddhist... Oh, oh, Tick Nat Han? Tick Nat Han. Oh, him. yeah. The mindful, miracle of mindfulness or which I love him. What have I, you been reading? He's amazing. Um, yeah. I've been reading, um, No Mud, Lo- No Lotus. Oh, Okay. And this also, it's actually kind of funny. I've been reading it with my daughter just because she didn't want to go to bed. And I was like, well, I'm reading this book, so I'll just read it out loud. (laughs) And she's almost 14, but she actually really enjoyed it, Um, which I love, of course, because she's usually resistant to that kind of thing. Um, But anyway, it's really about how, like, you know, the lotus flower grows out of mud and and his whole thing is to become um, an expert at the art of suffering, that mm. there always is suffering in life, you know, mm-hmm. and to when you if you can really yeah, become an artist of it <laughs> by embracing it and, you know, really coming to it with your whole self, then um, you're going to just be able to navigate through life so much easier yeah I want to read that when I haven't read it but I did discover him when I was in high school there's so many parallels between me and your daughter (laughs) 
and her That's spiritual funny. path in high school. That is so funny. <laughs> I think she mostly likes it because I read it in a funny way, but she also is appreciating it. I but hope. he's because he, he was um, in the Vietnam War in Vietnam. Yes. He was a, yes. pre, a Buddhist monk in the midst of the war. Uh, yeah, he was talking about the war. I didn't realize he was a monk then. Yeah, I think. I think he was. But it's funny that I was like, I was going to talk about a TV show right at that moment because I was going to talk about a similar thing that was also Buddhist. It's Have oh. you heard of the show um, Midnight Gospel on Netflix? No. Midnight it's, what? Gospel? Yeah, it's a cartoon. It's the same oh, okay. guy who did Adventure Time, which is oh. the best show well, of all oh time. Now, here you are relating to both my children. You have no idea. I mean, my son is so obsessed with that show. And he asks me, I think you're the second person who told me about Midnight Gospel. I'm like, what? And then you say Adventure Time. I'm like, oh, yeah. He yeah. keeps wanting to watch it. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's so it, it's Pendleton Ward who did Adventure Time. But yeah. it is also um, there's a podcaster. I don't remember his name right now. But he plays the main character. And oh, it's... Um, Oh, Dun oh, Duncan Trussell. Oh, Duncan Trussell. Yeah. yeah. That's it. And um, But the character's name is something else. But anyway, yeah. it's like a po they're podcast episodes. So it's mm -hmm. like, but the characters, there's cartoon characters and they're doing all these crazy things. Mm -hmm. But the one I was thinking of that I was going to mention was a Buddhist. I don't even know who oh. it was, what his name was. There was a magic teacher on there, Damian Eccles. Oh. But um, there was a Buddhist teacher and he and um, he was talking about, or their conversation was about a Buddhist teacher who had said to Duncan Trussell, this is hopeless about life. Like mm. nothing is going to last. Nothing yes. we want. We're not going to find lasting fulfillment in any of it. Mm. And it was cool because I did have the intuition to watch that show with Ted right after like that day mm. when I was like, oh, website security. I got to get it all, yes. you know, amped up. And I was feeling crazy. And I was like, let's watch Midnight Gospel. And that was the one. And it was about like finally realizing stepping out of the drama of life and into yes. the freedom of letting go and yes. realizing the interconnection of all people, all yes. beings, all consciousness. And accepting, accept. I mean, it really is about just diving into it with your whole heart. Every time there's some kind of ickiness that comes up, it's like, oh, I need to go towards that. Our instinct is always to go away from it. Yeah, because it's, it's like yeah. that's an indication that there's a condition. Like, yes. okay, I'm going to be okay if life looks like this. Yes. Where then that, obviously, that's an opportunity to become more free, to put more no conditions free. on your present moment, joy and expansiveness, and even not have it need to have it look any certain way emotionally. Yeah. Just be being. Yes. And it reminds me, <laughs> lost my control of my senses specifically <laughs> of your situation um when Hale from the Sedona method talks about like you are safety itself you know mm. like letting go when you can welcome the resistance to and let go you can feel into that there is no place to be safe that you are safe you oh, are I safe love that. yeah just like you are love you are safety yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we do have a guest. Do we need to do, should we do our little goddess provision? Oh, yeah. First? You want to talk about goddess provision? Sure. 
So Goddess Provisions is the, just the best self-care box. I mean, we love it. Did you go to the post office yet? Yeah, but it's lo- like it's temporarily lost at the post office. Oh, There's no. a block. There's an energetic oh, block no. between me and my Goddess Provisions box. Oh, for this. no. But I'll bust well, through it. It'll be okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they are actually sold out of this month's box but they are doing a um, they're letting people get the self-care box or the amethyst aura box this month and I just have to say I mean they're so amazing this last box had eight full-size things in it it's like they have this mushroom elixir Mm. I mean it goes the whole gamut and it feels so I know we're not supposed to want things, but it just feels so good to receive this box right now. Oh, <laughs> like you can appreciate box. things. Okay. okay. <laughs> I mean, the, and they are all like things that just feel so nurturing from this box. So anyway, if you get it from our website, you can um, support our show, which we really appreciate. And you click on the little banner on the side um, if you want to buy from there. And our website is magicmondaypodcast.com. It sure is. And they also plant a tree for every box sold, and they're vegan and cruelty-free. So that's great. And if you also want to support our show, we would really love it if you'd leave us a review or rate us on iTunes, um, or it's now called Apple Podcast. That helps other people find us, and we really appreciate it. Yes, thank you so much, and thanks to everyone who's already rated us also. Yes, thank you. Um, okay, so now we're going to go on to our guest, Britton LaRue, the astrologer who I, I just loved our talk with her. Me too. It really helps us with the, um, there's a lot of planets in retrograde and she helped us through the whole thing. So here it is. Alrighty, so we are so excited to have Britton LaRue back. She is an astrologer and just all around amazing person. Welcome, <laughs> Britton. Yes, we usually do a longer bio, but she's been on our show before and you can definitely look in the show notes for where you can find her. And I will just say also she um, makes these amazing books of the signs. They're so beautiful, like each astrological sign. Um, and they have so much information. They feel, I don't know, everything feels so extra special during the pandemic when you get something nice, like that's nourishing to the soul, you know, and that's how I feel like I got her Taurus book last month and I was like, oh, Taurus, like it just felt like special to have this like, really nice book. Like for Taurus season? Yes, for Taurus oh, season. So each, cool. she does it for each astrological season. So Thanks. I saw you just have Gemini out and it's really, yeah. it's also looks beautiful, but then it's like it has rituals and goes really deep into the sign as Britain does with all of astrology, which is why we have her back. And we really want to talk to you today. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) This is very important. (laughs) Yes. We're in retrograde season. So um, I was telling you before that I've really been feeling Venus retrograde, like even when it was in the shadow period. And one, I'll stop talking. And why don't you talk to us about your feelings about everything going on? Yes, sure. And I would love to hear what like how you feel that is showing up for you. Um, Well, first of all, let me just remind everyone that everything with astrology is both personal and collective, right? Like we can talk about astrology both ways. They're always connected. And I feel like right now 
it feels even more connected than ever. Like mm. the things we're feeling are not just ours, like even more than ever, it seems really mm. present. Um, so mm-hmm. for me right now, because there's a lot of planets that have just um, moved into a retrograde phase, there's really two ways I think of approaching the now in terms of retrogrades. And one is the Venus, which I'd love to talk to you guys about. And then the other is sort of the larger, like year long 2020 planets, Jupiter, mm. Pluto, and Saturn, which are now all retrograde. And that has its own kind of like, how do we work with this question? Mm. So, um, will they be in retrograde the rest of the year? So that those are longer chapters because they're mm. all further away. And so everything's just a slower kind mm. of learning experience where the Venus one is a shorter term, not a short and, term for the Mercury. And Jupiter too, just last week. Jupiter too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was, we're recording this the day after Jupiter went retrograde. And so those won't go direct until the fall so it's a longer term narrative that we're in where the venus is kind of like right present in our faces more i feel like so we can talk about that first if you want mm-hmm. yes please okay <laughs> check please well, just, just to ground everybody in like venus retrograde that's every 584 days and when Venus is retrograde, it happens in the same sign every eight years. Mm. So the last time Venus was retrograde in Gemini, which it is now, that was 2012. Mm. So even if you don't know your chart, you can think back to what was going on in May and June in 2012. Like what were the stories? Mm. Who, were the, who were the people in my life? who, what were the books I was reading or like what was on my mind? Because Gemini is about communicating, relating, ideas. Mm. I especially like to think about Gemini in terms of like how we tell (laughs) our stories. Because how we tell our stories is a really big deal, right? It's how we make meaning in our lives. Mm. You mean like our own personal stories about things that happen to us? about things that happen to us or who we are in relationship or what we're good at, what we're not good at, what we're into and what we're not into. I mean, all of meaning making, we can really encapsulate a lot of that in Gemini with Mercury as the ruler of Gemini. And Mercury is now in Gemini also. So I'm oh, wow. Gemini next week with the moon too, when we have the moon. So there's a lot of Gemini energy at play. The North Node also just moved into Gemini. So Gemini just as an energy is really present to get reacquainted with. You know? yeah. And so if you, if you frame it to me around the idea of how we tell our stories, Um, and how the stories we tell ourselves and other people affect how we relate, you know, and what we want in our relationships and how we move through our relationships. I think that can really ground one in, like, what am I supposed to be learning right now? Or what should I be paying attention to right now? Because Venus retrogrades tend to be very predictable in terms of them bringing us information Mm. about um, kind of our desire nature, what um, what we want from our relationships, what we want from our environment. A lot of it depends on where you have Gemini in the chart. But like I said, if you don't know, you can always just think back to 2012 because 
there's probably going to be like a new chapter in that same story that's unfolding. So when you look at where, if you do, you can like just pull up your chart for free from lots of places. Yes. And then you can look and see like Astro, which one do you like? I think astro.com makes a, the prettiest chart. <laughs> um, and that's, yeah, that's what I've always recommended. Um, okay. But now the astrologer Channy Nicholas has the oh, right. software and it will also give you some basic information about your chart. So I've also been sending people there now. Right. Yeah, I remember you said that last time. So you, when you want to look at Gemini in your chart, what you want to look at is the house it's in, right? Like, or, and the planets. But I think yeah. like for me, I don't have any planets in Gemini. So I would just look at the house if that's the case for you. And can you, Britton, can you sort of summarize Gemini energy for our listeners? Yeah, so Gemini, first of all, is air element. So that is going to then cue us that it's how we relate to our mental realm, our brain chemistry, how we um, use words, how we communicate, also how we interpret, you know, and I, I one thing I always say with, um, with that part of ourselves is the way we interpret whatever is happening is how we kind of create our own reality, right? Mm. How we decide things mean mm -hmm. like leads the actual experience of mm. our Like lives. framing it almost. Yeah. Like you can frame this as being a victim or you can frame it as being like this being a learning experience, like a way to become more empowered, to own, you know, your power. Yes. And because I'm, it's the final sign, I'll just say this too, of a season, all of the final signs of seasons are what we call mutable, which means they kind of move around, they disperse, they process and interpret. So the Gemini part of self is mutable air. So it's very quickly moving. It's like mm. pollinating winds. It's like bees and butterflies moving around. It's mm. quick. Mm -hmm. Like we think like we're on one thought and then we're on another thought. Yeah. <laughs> we're doing one thing and then something happens and now our brain is over in this area. So when we get smart with our Gemini, it's about like noticing how our brain operates. Oh, yeah, okay. I will say, because when I have noticed Gemini season makes me feel crazy. Oh, oh yeah, it's my heart. I would say maybe the hardest time because it's like I notice like, oh, my gosh, all of my obs old obsessive tendencies, which I feel like I've really healed a lot of it. But like Gemini season, it's like, oh, I and then combine it with Venus retrograde. It's like, yes. I'm obsessing about things that are hopeful. And it's about like my worth and relationship and like, feeling bad about my all of that old stuff came back. And then I was like, oh, it's Gemini. It's coming up. on Gemini season. Oh, and that starts on the 20th this Wednesday. This yeah, week. I yeah. do feel like I I don't know, maybe not for me personally. I just feel like I was ahead. Of, <laughs> I was in the shadow for Venus retrograde and I've been picking up on this Gemini yes. stuff a little early too. And um, the, in my workbook, I include uh, for Gemini a, a card a day tarot practice because I found that things like that for me really ground me in air seasons. Like oh. um, day kind of like prompting even if it's not tarot it could be just a journal prompt every day or whatever because yes I think that 
things just seem to move quickly with Gemini energy in the brain. Yes, in the <laughs> so brain. Whatever you do, you like slow it down and come yes. back to yourself. Um, one thing I wanted to share too with you guys is that this particular Gemini season, because there's a lot of energy in Gemini with that retrograde and the North Node there, and then we have Neptune and Mars in Pisces, there's going to be a lot of different what we call squares, which are quote unquote hard angles to another mutable, very quickly moving sign. And so there's a lot of potential right now to kind of get into ideas or into opinions or into like the news, just people having their suggestions like mm-hmm. feeling like it's hard to hold on to reality or hard to hold on to what is the truth mm-hmm. because there's so much mutability and they're not oh. very well together. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, because, that's good to know. Yeah. Like because like I'm an Aquarius, which is an air sign, but I don't feel crazy during Aquarius season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's really the fast paceness and so cerebral. Like it's like you can really get caught in your head. I think it's really helpful to know that like, oh, okay, maybe this is just what I'm picking up from the energy and I can like meditate more, like, yeah, return to breath, whatever it is. I keep thinking for myself, like boundaries, boundaries around other people's opinions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Boundaries around judging other people's opinions <laughs> involved. Like I don't need to be in other people's Oh my gosh. They're going to go off on their own Gemini Pisces. So I can just sit. I keep thinking like sit back in the the third eye, like sit mm-hmm. back into like a deeper part of the mind. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. if I'm up in the front, it's like everything's just running on a fast track. Yeah. Well, like in my work, I call it the center of my head. And then in like in between the center of your head and your third eye is the analyzer. Yeah, so it's like that's where the you don't want to be living in too long, <laughs> ever really. I feel, but uh, <laughs> but especially now, if you get in there, ooh, you can get trapped in that cage of overanalyzing. Yeah. Yes, and knowing that you might be working on it consciously, but not everyone is. So um, it's a good time just to kind of keep a spaciousness with other people's brains <laughs> yeah yes yes oh my gosh get roped in you know is this also because mercury's in gemini now right and yes. how long Very is moving right now till the 28th and when did that start that started this past week like maybe um, okay Tuesday around the around the 12th okay yeah because another weird thing I've noticed not to make this all about me but I've been noticing like oh my god I'm having a really hard time not getting involved in like like Facebook arguments or I mean like oh oh really you think that you know (laughs) like like, what who is this inside me but I think it's like that fast like you know wanting to yeah I know. I noticed, uh, I feel like I get more competitive um, in this time because I, but I think it's a brain related thing. It's like Mm -hmm. a a paranoia or um, Mm -hmm. sense of like, wait, someone in my field, normally I'm very um, celebrating of people in my field, you know, Mm -hmm. but I feel like in Gemini, I notice I tend to want to go into a story, again, stories, 
I'll go into a story about like, what are they doing? And how, oh shoot, they're ahead of me. Or how come I didn't think of that first? And, mm-hmm. and then that's when you have to get, try to get that distance with yourself of just yeah. like, whoa, I'm on a story, the story that somebody's doing better than I am. And you know, that's just kind of something to keep an eye on, I think. Yeah, totally. So I have a question. So I um, have been tapping in, even before I realized that this past week was three planets going retrograde, I was tapping into transformational energy, which also you could say is unstable energy, but you could also go into it as like, okay, I'm going to transform. And I am feeling that, like I'm feeling this all of this potential for transformation and then feeling pretty unsettled also like I'm working with that and I did notice (laughs) when I saw that Jupiter also went retrograde because I was like oh Saturn's going retrograde which I have a Capricorn rising and then I saw Jupiter went retrograde which I have a Sagittarius moon and I was like what (laughs) what (laughs) this too and so I was wondering (laughs) this my question is do you think this is like would you describe this time as transformational and having like a lot of potential for growth and healing and evolution? Uh, yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. <laughs> and that's a positive way for me to say that I feel kind of anxious and unsettled. <laughs> I think um, the whole of 2020 is because these other planets, Jupiter, Saturn, Pluto, they entered their shadow January, February what was going on then, right? And then mm-hmm. now they've, they're retrograde, so we're in a middle period. So the first part being an initiation, you know, an initiation into change, an initiation mm-hmm. into transformation to learning, to restructuring. And then now we're in this sort of like middle period of like, are we working with the like adventures that we're on, the tasks that we've been set? Are we taking the advice of like the random people in the forest that we meet on our initiation journey? And then come fall, it's going to be like, well, how well did we learn this? You know, Mm, with those, it's more of a tape. The tape is rewinding kind of story where we have this, we're in the middle act of this long, longer 2020 story that, that those planets are bringing us into. And I feel like, so it's a long-term game where right now, hope, ideally, if we're consciously working with it, we're asking ourselves, what have we been learning the, these last few months? Mm-hmm. What, what is available to release? Like what is available to let go of? What, where is our ego kind of freaking out, you know, what are we clinging to? What are we longing for? All those big questions. Mm-hmm. Because the when those hit direct September and October, there's going to be, I think, a kind of replay of the beginning, mm-hmm. where hopefully we've been learning and healing this whole time, you know, rather than being like, unaccepting of Mm -hmm. the healing journey or like not accept not taking the invitation for initiation Mm -hmm. Mm. resisting it Mm -hmm. so so interesting i was just i was reading an article about a man who studies um or he wrote a book about him. He studied people who go through huge transformations, which is all of us. He said, all human beings go through like a big unsettling, crazy thing. At least it, he said an average of every five years, like we're mm-hmm. all always repairing and like being like, Oh, this is the before and the after this mm-hmm. big kind of life changing thing happened. And 
he was talking about, or in, it was in psychology today and it was, um, they were framing it like now we're all going through something like that. And um, he said that there were three stages. I don't remember what all three of them were, but the middle one was called the messy middle, Mm. (laughs) which that's what it made me think of when you said we're kind of in it in the forest right now, you know, like deciding who to listen to and who's our guides and what advice to take. And I feel like that I can identify with that being a messy middle of our transformation. It's really interesting because my guides have been, they keep telling me like, well, they are talking to me a lot about (laughs) self-worth. No, that's your dog barking. (laughs) Oh, I thought, uh, thank you. (laughs) Sometimes I get confused. Um, (laughs) I was actually pausing in case we could edit it out, but I like this better. Um, So, oh yeah. So they keep directing me back to my heart in like a really deep way though. Not just like, you know, focus on your heart peace out but it's like uh, like really tune in and like I've been this may sound like way out there but I so I've been like breathing and feeling into it and it's like whoa I'm so expansive inside when you tune into your heart it's yeah. like the most expansive place. yeah I can relate to that and so yeah. bright like yeah. I have tuned into the heart area and been like that that's actually brighter than the sun this, oh, this is wow. more energy and light potential in the wow. heart chakra yeah yeah and as you I've been saying on this podcast a lot is they keep directing me to tell people to breathe light into the heart, like bring in this extra light coming in. But the, I brought it up just because it's like, that's also medicine for this crazy mind time and like figuring out like, who am I supposed to listen to? It's like, oh no, you're not supposed to listen to anybody but your heart. And like really like feeling into that expansion helps you to feel your worth in like this bigger, deeper way. Excuse me. And I do think Gemini is related. I mean, it just energetically, I'm not an astrologer. Maybe you can tell me, Britton, how this relates to what you know about this, but I do tune into Gemini as really mental, mental energy. And then also romantic, like there is like a heart area. I feel like you can, there is a connection there where you can kind of move that Gemini energy down into the heart. And in esoteric astrology, and that's not my field of expertise or anything but venus is the ruler of gemini oh interesting the high level of gemini i mean like my best friend's a gemini and she's brilliant i mean uh, there's a lot of wonderful like qualities to gemini Mm -hmm. i and yeah and she's like extremely heart-centered too um, I hope I haven't been trashing Gemini. It's just, I feel crazy. No, no. <laughs> I haven't made as much peace with it, but she's like written like 10 books and like, you know, like I know Gemini's are really smart geniuses. Um, like really <laughs> and smart. Paul McCartney is a Gemini and he's a really yeah. good songwriter. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, pretty good. Um, <laughs> it's, it's the wordsmithing, you know, it's the poet. It's, it oh yeah. Energy. It's just, um, it's like we need um, like any sign energy. It's like how do you work with it skillfully? Yes. Mm-hmm. But so, I, I loved your messages lately too around slowing down the work, Natasha. Because yeah. I do feel like part of what the larger retrogrades this year, the the bigger outer planets, the Capricorn planets, mm. are teaching us is um, how to let go of old paradigms. Mm-hmm. And I do think that that kind of 
overdrive that we were all trained to be so productive and manifest constantly. I think that is a, it does feel like an old paradigm to heal, to let go of. And now is like the window, the messy middle, as you say. Yeah. Kind of really be in how am I integrating this learning? Yeah. I'm going to talk about that more in the energy report at Britain. I've been, I mean, Britton mentioned that because I've been talking about it on Instagram. So I'll go into that more then. But before, I want to make sure we have time to talk about Venus retrograde itself, herself. Did we not talk about her already? Like what Venus stands for? Well, like, I mean, like, what can we expect? Well, I'll just tell you, like, for me personally, what I've noticed is like, did you already say this? And I already, because it's like evaluate, reevaluating my worth in relationship. And um, it's just bringing up a lot of self-worth stuff. Is that not Venus? Uh, <laughs> for, for sure. It's um, because to me, like if we get to the essence of Venus, because I think beauty and stuff like that can sound shallow, even though it's really not mm-hmm. <laughs> it really deep and gnarly. Mm-hmm. Um, I think at its essence, Venus is about being able to receive like mm-hmm. a, a yin energy. Yeah. And in order to receive fully, we have to have uh, a good relationship with our self-worth and our value, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, like what I was talking about with the heart. Like, yeah, when you're receiving your heart, then you're feeling more of your worth. And you're, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And about like what you reevaluating what your like deal breakers are or what your feel mm. and you won't take in relationships. Yes. You know, that can be a, a Venus retrograde learning, mm-hmm. like suddenly noticing what you aren't here for anymore (laughs) yeah yeah and even with the self like oh I'm not going to allow myself to talk badly about myself or I'm not gonna allow you know I'm gonna receive myself in a more loving way right what can happen I will say it tends to be a trend is that old loves will reappear even Mm. dream form and uh, my advice, like the, I think the invitation is not like, oh, I still love this person. I guess I still love this person. <laughs> it's most, I think it's more to see like where you, how far you've come since that and to like recognize your growth, you know, but it can Isn't, be something yeah. to fall back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I've had a lot of that, like not even with just loves, like old relation friendships, even like Oh, friendships are present for me. Yeah. Um, wasn't there something, well, I'll ask you that in a second, but so in tr- just to conclude with Venus, like you said, that's a quicker thing. So would, did you already say like, would we maybe be feeling this more potently than the other retrogrades because she, it's a quicker retrograde? Yes. I, I tend to think the shorter ones, which are the closer planets mm-hmm. are more potent because it's condensed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and just to review, like since the ancients, the idea with a retrograde is that you're being invited to realign with the teachings of that planet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it, the invitation is to realign with Venus. And where do we look at that in our charts then? So I would like 
at a larger level, you are looking at Gemini. Okay. So like if somebody has Gemini in the 10th house of career, uh -huh. they'd be invited into seeing what they want to okay. magnetize toward themselves and to not <laughs> in that sphere. Right. But in terms of like your Venus language, you would look at your Venus placement itself okay. as well as where you have Taurus and Libra and see if there's like a larger pattern or a larger story about your own personal like desire nature. Mm -hmm. So you look again at the house that you have Venus in. Yeah. You would, but I think, I mean, for me personally, I focus more on where the retrograde's actually happening. Okay. In um, Gemini for mm -hmm. this. Okay. Yeah. And what up? Oh, sorry. No, go no, ahead. go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, what about the other retrogrades? Because I personally am more <laughs> concerned about those because I feel like I'm tuning into those a little more. Yeah, sure. Um, so for those, I'm looking at where Cap late Capricorn and early Aquarius are in my chart because Saturn's okay. still in early Aquarius. Okay. It's going to go back into Capricorn this summer and then be there until December when it will complete so anyone who's having a Saturn return in Capricorn the last few years is now in the final, going to be in the final chapter of that. And yeah. a Saturn return is when you went, just let people Saturn, know. Yeah, sorry. When Saturn comes back to itself, which takes around 28 years, 27 to 30 years. And then again, in your late 50s, where the, you have these sort of pivotal periods of claiming your adult self and your wisdom, basically. Mm. And so, I, I mean, I have a lot of clients who are in the Saturn return because that tends to be a periods when people are turning to astrology for guidance. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but um, so, and then people who have Saturn and Aquarius in their birth chart, they've just been in a kind of um, sneak peek or a foreshadowing of what the next few years are going to be. Mm. So they can sit now and think about like what's been showing up the last couple of months for me. And then the next few years, we'll probably have something for them on those same themes. Mm, okay. Am I remembering this wrong that I thought Saturn, there was something going on with Saturn between like the last time it happened was 1991 to 1994. Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, there was some astrology going on where I was like, oh, my oh would God. that be that Saturn was in the same sign as it is now? Was that oh. B28 or 29 years ago? Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm like, was math. right? Because <laughs> <laughs> my thing, there would be no math. No. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was Saturn related. I don't know. I just well, remember it being like, the, I they think were the. That's right, though. I think yeah. it was, that was the last time it was in Capricorn. And it is okay. good to always look at these cycles. Um, yeah. But I, I don't have those numbers off the top of my head. That's okay. I really threw you a curveball there. No, no. I, the only reason I remember it is because it was literally the exact date I was with a boyfriend. It was like the day we got together and the day we broke up was when I think it was when Saturn was in whatever it was in maybe mm. and then it said it was happening again I was like oh god what's, that was not a great relationship <laughs> like, what's happening but it could just be reevaluating it but but so like when I kind of want to overview also of when Saturn goes retrograde or when Jupiter goes retrograde, like we're so with Saturn, are we reevaluating our boundaries? That's what I would assume. And Jupiter, we're reevaluating our like 
sense of expansion and relationship with prosperity. And I mean, is that generally right? Yes. Um, I think Saturn to me also is just, uh, it's our sense of how fully we're claiming the authorship of our life. You know, to the ancient Saturn was the last planet. It was the limit, which is why we associate it with boundaries. And so it was kind of, it's kind of like to fully mature and to come into individuation and self-actualization. It is Saturn because I remember this because that, yes, yes, yes. I love how you put that uh, claiming authorship of our life. I love Yeah, I like to play with author authority um, in Saturn. And I I think um, the goal with our Saturn is to fully deprogram from whatever is keeping us from our full authority, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. yeah. So anytime Saturn's in a retrograde, everything just goes more introspective, I feel, which is why I feel like I don't produce as much or I don't like mm-hmm. want to work as much. I feel the mm-hmm. energy kind of makes me more want to be in a rest phase to mm-hmm. process. Mm-hmm. So um, that seems at odds with Jupiter. Oh, right. They do seem like one is contracting and one is expansive. Yes. So for Jupiter, I feel like it's, I don't quite know what I've been learning until Jupiter goes direct again, because (laughs) Jupiter to me is about the question, what are you learning? And seeing your teachers and seeing um, the bigger picture, because Jupiter is like Zeus in the sky, you know, seeing So I feel like when when Jupiter goes direct, there's this sense of like, oh, I get how. Ah, so again, sense. it's still like we're just in like more of a cubby. We don't have the big picture. Mm-hmm. Like we're just kind of trying to understand the pieces of the quilt, and then the whole quilt will be visible after the period ends that we're in. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I know we've been talking your ear years off, but um, w- maybe you could just give us uh, some guidance on how to navigate this. Cause it does feel like there's a lot going on. <laughs> so I mean in the world, but astrologically also. So just like, how, how would you recommend that we approach this time with everything going on for the best possible, you know, evolution? I, I really do think we're being called into, you know, deep self-inquiry, deep, um, profound change, deep relationship with cosmos, divine, interconnected love. Mm. I think daily practices to um, remember that you're loved and, you know, mm. call in like this idea of this heart energy, yeah. call in uh, like a recalibrating of perspective that is cosmic because there's so much in front of us that takes us off, off that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's yeah. a practice. It's not like, oh, I figured out how to be cosmic every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 It's and really it was- everything we've been talking about here, I feel like, for since the pandemic happened. It's like this coming in, this loving of the self that you know and allowing it all allowing present it with all. what is yes yeah so many of the systems that have kept us in the like the illusion of separateness you know yeah that allows us to be 
better than other mm. people, animals, the earth, everything, these systems are showing themselves to be really problematic. <laughs> yes. And it's like what we can either just be screaming and yelling or, you know, and, and panicking, which maybe that's okay some days, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> but mm -hmm. I think ultimately the invitation from the universe is to come back into right relationship with all beings mm -hmm. and um, self starting with self starting with the self i mean yeah. if we're just worrying about how other people are dealing right now like we're just avoiding our own healing yeah know? so yeah. i think keeping it local to your own self and your own house is a pretty good idea yeah you have to start there mm -hmm. yeah stay home astrologically yeah, yeah, that's correct. Hashtag stay home. All right, we have <laughs> unfortunately have to wrap this up, but thank you so much, Britton. And thank where you. you're the best. And where can everybody find you? At BrittonLaRue.com, which is B R I T T E N L A R U E, and at BrittonLaRue on Instagram. Great. Thank you so much. You guys. Oh, what about you? you? have a podcast too. You want to? Tell us. Uh, I, it's called Moon to Moon because uh, I like there I marry the information of astrology with the practices of working in rhythm with the cycles, namely the lunar cycle. Awesome. Yeah, great. All right. We'll put all that info Thank on. Thank you so there. much, you guys. You're Thank you so much. You. Yeah. Okay, we're back. <laughs> So that was great. We love Britain. Um, because we um, had that call, I mean, had that interview, we're just going to answer one question and we may just like do it kind of quickly, but it will still be helpful, we hope. Um, so this is from Erin and she asks, um, Hi, Tessa and Natasha. The podcast always brightens my day. Thank you for that. I have a sensitive, empathetic, intuitive child at home. Since the quarantine started, she started to have nightmares, and I've heard this is happening to a lot of children right now. I'm wondering if you have any advice on crystals and or essential oils that could be helpful in her processing what is going on and sleeping soundly at night. Thank you so much. I think this is also going on not just for children, but I've heard of a lot of adults, too. Lots of dreams, yeah. Yeah, lots and lots and lots of dreams. I think we talked about this before. Yeah. Um, so I will just say that it sounds like she may be just picking up on the global anxiety. Um, I don't know if you have talked to her at all about it, like in that way, like doing I know you asked about essential oils and crystals and I'll have Tess answer that part um but I'm just going to say quickly um I don't know if you've talked to her about boundaries energy boundaries at all I'm um, like calling her energy back to her at night letting go of anything that isn't hers feeling her grounding core deep into the earth um filling up with gold light before bed and then I'm also just getting um I hope I didn't do that too fast but <laughs> I think I know um I've seen Aaron before as a client and um I know she knows this so I was kind of saying it quickly but so to just do that kind of thing that you might do for yourself but do it with her I do that with my son um if he's having a hard time sleeping and it seems to really help um, so yeah, calling energy back, feeling your grounding cord and calling it back from 
like yeah everywhere and also making sure to really ground into the earth in present time because the earth is changing the energy is changing on the earth and so to make sure and this is for everybody every day coming into present time like making sure to connect to earth in present time is really helpful um and i was just going to say one more thing and it left me um I was gonna say oh I know I was going to also say I just got this image of also um imagining like this little bubble of light above her and putting in like the maybe dreams she wants to have or like fun times or like bringing in something fun or peaceful like of her in a meadow or something and just having her imagine that and have it like bring it um like connect it to her crown chakra like just have her bring it in I guess um (laughs) um, like you can also just have like have her imagine a cord from her crown chakra to that little bubble and like or just have her bring it in I don't know if it's too complicated but kids like are imaginative and I don't think that's too complicated um so to balance it out by bringing in what I'm really getting is some more joyful energy um on you know I'm not saying that like I definitely think you should say, yeah, I know you feel scared or I know this is troubling and affirm that for sure. I'm not saying to put a happy face on it. But what I'm really getting is for a lot of kids, it's not their energy. So it's, you know, like I didn't think I was going to say so much. <laughs> I'm just gonna, I feel like I need to say this. Now. Like, for instance, my daughter's feeling sad about um, graduating from her class and um I just told her, like, your job right now is to let yourself feel sad. Whatever it is, like, you're just going to let yourself feel it. Let yourself feel sad, you know. But in this case, it's different because I don't think it's her energy. I think it's other people's, the global energy she's picking up on. So that's why I think it would be good to have, like, a bubble of joy and, like, whatever fun little things that she wants that make her happy and bring that into her nighttime. Okay, I'm done. (laughs) <laughs> okay, so my, I, I want to talk about crystals and essential oils, but first I want to talk about, also, do you agree with this, Natasha, that maybe she can also just call on angels to clear oh, her daughter's yeah. energy and to shield her in light? So even, I mean, you can enlist her to do it, but you can also just do it yourself, clear her, shield her in light, shield her bedroom in light. Um, and then, But I think it's good to do both so she has oh, yeah. some power over it, like she feels totally. that she's, yeah. Yeah, 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 you could do that too. Um I am getting clearing the space, but not with sage smoke, but with a mister with some essential oil Mm. of sage Mm -hmm. and or clary sage and some lavender. So you Mm. can smell clary sage and sage, maybe even see if your daughter likes one better than the other and just put a few drops of the sage and a few drops of the lavender in water in a mister and shake it and just a few sprays around the perimeter of the room. You just want to make sure your pets aren't in there when you do that. And then um, the crystals I'm picking up on, and this will be good for, I think, children in general who are feeling this, but when I'm just looking right now, energetically, I'm seeing clear quartz, like a clear quartz point, mm-hmm. and um, lapis lazuli, and then the what, one other one that just popped in is lapidolite, because those yeah. three, all three of them have this like really clear and positive childlike joyful sparkly kind of energy the clear quartz will keep 
hold a clear and high vibration where the lapis has it. I often recommend that for kids' rooms and for mm. sensitive kids because it has like a joyful it's hard for mm. me to explain it exactly. It's mm-hmm. it's like a powerful, um, positive energy. It's positive, but it's also like protective. And then, um, and then the lapidolite is a uh, high vibration. It's happy. It's joyful, and it is uh, it resonates with the heart. Oh, really? I don't yeah. Think of that as the anxiety stone. Yeah, maybe. Oh, really? Re- yeah. Oh, I haven't thought of using it for anxiety before. Oh, yeah. Um, and then the one other thing I rec- would recommend is Rescue Remedy. Oh, yeah, that's so great. It's a flower essence blend. It's four flower essences. This is like uh, you can put it under the tongue, put it in some water. I think they it, it, it comes in brandy, and I think they have special um, formulas do. for kids with no alcohol. But it's they just have a actually little, little like, um, gummies. Oh, right. There's They're candies. kind of expensive. It's kind of crazy how and you get i mean to, i feel like a two drops of brandy and water uh, yeah. hot chocolate or chamomile tea or whatever yeah um i mean and also chamomile tea you could do some sleepy tires oh or some. yeah yeah that's nice and i just thought of um, magnesium is also oh like, yeah they have magnesium yeah. drinks for kids and actually in one of the goddess provision boxes i think it's the dream box they have a magnesium a spray. spray yeah that's really nice um, and they also have in that box a little, um, like pillow to put under your bed. It's like a sachet that to put under your bed that had lavender and I think it smelled like chamomile. So, um, those kinds of things, you could even make one yourself, like a little sachet. Put yeah, in some, like I think, lavender, yeah. passion flower, linden flowers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I did just remember that that's another thing we do every night with my son is call in all his angels. Um, yeah. So that's a nice thing to do in general. We usually, <laughs> he, every time an animal dies, we add them to the angel list. So it's quite uh. a long list for us <laughs> at this point. <laughs> Poor kids. Because uh, <laughs> we rescue animals. So there's like 14 animals. That, but now we pick and choose. Anyway. Hopefully that helps, but definitely, yeah, bringing energy back from that global energy. All right. So, okay. yeah. Is it time for me? Mm-hmm. It's time for the energy report. Okay. So I ta- I was, again, trying to figure out which one to talk about, but since I already talked about the heart in the Britain interview, um, which was a really big thing that I keep getting directed to, and... If you like the things my guides are saying, you should follow me on Instagram um, because I've been doing a lot of that on there because they've had so much to say lately. I'm just like, okay. Um, And one thing that they've really... Oh, well, the energy report is when I talk about the energy trend that I've noticed that week for my clients and myself. Um, And I will say that that emperor card energy is still up for the year, which is about bringing in your own boundaries, your own um, befriending this masculine internal energy. There's been a lot of clearing out of, um, well, kind of the Venus retrograde stuff about like, oh, I don't find this acceptable anymore in my relationship. 
a lot of times with a male person um and i don't um and bringing in more of what you want but really clearing out from your field of what's no longer working for you in specifically in relationship um but what my guide's recommendation about this was was rest (laughs) Mm. so and i also am really picking up on this means like giving yourself a rest also like with your heart like giving yourself a break like really tuning into yourself loving yourself like i talked about and and um giving yourself a break in terms of you don't have to please everybody you don't have to um give in to other people's demands you don't have to have relationships with people you don't want to have them with so that's part one of the rest but then the bigger thing that they were talking about with rest was this outdated mode of our society and many other ones of that if you're doing you're worthy if you're um productive if you're going 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 that means that you're that you had a good day and what they really want to say is that it's it's just as productive to be restful and actually he talks about it in nomad no lotus that if you look animals rest like when like we they just rest like there's a bunch of cows down the road from me and they sometimes just lay around you know like (laughs) they listen to themselves i mean look at cats and dogs like um, they listen to themselves and they really were saying like how if what happens when you start to value rest as much as you value traditional productivity and they're saying that it's like just as productive to be restful yeah. as it is to be productive like if what if you looked at it like that which is the truth yeah you know like truly value oh you know, I'm needing rest. Great. That means that maybe that that means that um, I'm building up energy to do something else tomorrow. Or what if you just valued it because you knew it was part of your ebb and flow and Mm -hmm. you respect that, you know, respecting your ebbs and flows, respecting your energy flow um, is like they just, yeah, it's just really, really important. And, um, Yeah, I I just want to say, like, I have started to, especially in this pandemic, I said this on Instagram, but like, I'm noticing it's just so clear, like, oh, today's a day where almost nothing's getting done. Like, we've (laughs) talked about this before when you did that, had that cocktail, but I'm really noticing, like, oh, cool, this is one of those days where I have no concentration. So, Mm -hmm. and then in in the past, I feel like I would have been like, oh, I really should, I'm just going to, you know push through anyway now I'm just like oh cool okay this is what today is so, right? <laughs> yeah you know? that was like when I had the cocktail and it yes. wasn't until after later before bed I was like I never even made that choice I just <laughs> I didn't feel guilty I just sat there and read a book all day yeah yeah <laughs> and I really feel in this pandemic that is just like so clear it's just like oh okay so cool and then some days I'm like go 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 yeah. and like I get a lot done and I do kind of have in the back of my mind on those days like oh tomorrow or the next day I'm probably not gonna do much at all mm. so really the more we can truly value or even get excited oh cool I'm in an I'm in an ebb right now of wanting rest great let me enjoy it and respecting it 
Yeah, and that's going to help the transformation. I mean, we're all like really trying to process so much right now and even not knowing what those things are, like Mm -hmm. not knowing what we're transforming into. And that's part of what we're processing. And it it reminds me of how dreams do, how we need dreams and we need sleep in order to learn, in order for our brain to create the pathways for this new skill or this new perspective or whatever. But I think sleep and rest both, like we need a moment to let everything settle and gather and create new, you know, yeah, well, Momen- we need- a new momentum. Yeah, to have the energy to then come back and be more actively creative or whatever it is that we need to do. Yeah, it really is important. All right, that was the energy report. I loved it. Great. So now it's time for practical magic. So that I that was really really inauthentic. I was not feeling that mood no, when I just no. said that. Really? Now I we're gonna it. go into when I criticize my intro um, to my segment. Oh, we're gonna switch. <laughs> <laughs> but I yeah, I just I was telling Natasha before this. I feel like uh, when I was planning this, I was like, I don't. Who am I right now to offer this mm. advice to people when I'm feeling kind of crazy and uh, unsettled and anxious? But I can, what I can say is this is, I mean, if anyone else is feeling this and like with these retrogrades, like I I am, I think this is a part of, big part of it for me is these huge planets in my chart are appearing to go backwards in the sky and asking me to reassess. And so Mm -hmm. I think that is contributing, but also just this change, like this huge transformation that we're all going through. So I know last week I talked about transformational energy. I think that it's appropriate for this week also for us to be just moving through. So coming back to breathing, coming back, that's, I mean, so helpful for me. It's just mm. like, okay, I'm just going to breathe in and now I'm going to breathe out. Mm-hmm. And just let that breathing happen. And even if I am feeling uncomfortable, then it does still. I'm like, I can sit with that discomfort, that and I can let the there way, be breath and space around it. Yeah, I just want to say that's who you are to offer advice like you're a human going through the human experience oh thank you but it's true and like we're not all nobody is like if somebody does think that they're constantly just like you know um enlightened all the time or whatever (laughs) then that's not authentic no i know nobody nobody is it's just yeah that we need to hear you know advice on how to help things at every stage and this is perfect oh i'm so glad you're my podcast podcast (laughs) co-host um what's that i said well it's true i mean not that you're so happy i mean what i said Oh, well, that is true, too. So, so yeah, so breathing, being present with what is, allowing, um, moving back into that space of um, space consciousness, that's been so helpful for me, too. Mm. It's like, and when I'm trying to sleep, which I've been succeeding at, so I'm really proud of myself for sleeping during this time. But that, that is a time when I really am like, oh, here's maybe what I'm worried about or what I'm thinking about and then here's the space around it so it's like it's stepping out of being in the story like Mm -hmm. this I have to figure my way out of this thought process within it within the thought process it's like there it is it's all Mm -hmm. there just the same way you know whatever's in your environment is there 
like the sky and the walls and the chair, it's all there. And then the thoughts are there. But then beneath that and around that, in all directions, there's space and silence and stillness. And, and that's, that's our consciousness. Really are. Yeah. You're not your thoughts. You're not your feelings. You're the witness. Yeah. That's you are that all, space. That's just all arising within it. This is a really Buddhist podcast for us. Yeah, it is. <laughs> well, it is also about us like making sense of our Gemini minds that <clears throat> are making peace with as the mind grows ac- more active. Like, what mm-hmm. are you going to believe? Are you going to believe the stories or can you make peace, you know, and feel the great your whole self, the greater self? Yeah, because the mind is the mind. The mind is always changing. The mind is always thinking. The body is always feeling. And we can't really be like, we can't really fight it. But we can step out of the war of it and just be in the presence and the stillness. So that's one way to move through the transformation. You can also call on the violet fire, which I think we talked about last week, Mm -hmm. as a transformational energetic quality, just envision it within your body and around you if you're feeling a way you aren't enjoying like some kind of fear or anger or some any uncomfortable emotion you can send that in you can feel it more send it into the violet fire and set that intention that it's being transmuted for your highest and truest good and the highest and truest good of all pure positivity and blessings yeah also chakra clearing is really Mm -hmm. helping me lately i always Mm. I'm always a fan, but lately it mm-hmm. feels extra important mm-hmm. to do a chakra clearing meditation at least once. I'm even sometimes doing two a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and nature. That's the other thing. And that is a thing. I think we've talked about this that I read in a book, uh, a book called When About Time, that mm. this um, author said that research shows that uh, the way nature affects us is always way stronger of a positive effect than we predict like we think and i i really related to that like oh yeah we should take a walk yeah okay maybe and then you take a walk and you're like oh my gosh i feel so much better (laughs) although i will say in pandemic times it's not an option for everybody for everybody yeah but you can like maybe you have a lawn and maybe you can stand barefoot on it you can maybe open your window and look at the sky Mm -hmm. um if you can like if there's a way for you to just go outside and be in nature or in your yard maybe you can listen to like bird sounds or rainfall or you know bring in some other element or or smell essential oils i'm just thinking of my nephew because my sister was like um yeah, he has like a balcony and he can see a tree from the distance. Oh, <laughs> I was like, yeah. oh no. No, I know. I know people in cities, some especially yeah. like New York. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's in LA, but he think he's yeah. Oh yeah, there could be parts of LA totally. Yeah. But the sky still. I mean, if there is a window where you can see clouds moving, yes. then that can help and visualization too. But if you if the, you can even step outside your door for a second and take yeah. a deep breath, it's just really healing. So totally. that's one more little tip for practical we, magic this week. We have a bunch of we have two birds nests, um birds that's built that have built nests in like 
the view of cats. <laughs> it's oh. really funny to watch them like all of a sudden scramble towards the window because one's like right above my window at my bedroom window. They built a nest and then by the living room window. It's really cute to see oh. the birds. I and just, do the cats make that clucking noise? Like Sometimes, they... yeah. That. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That is exactly how it sounds. I'm a cat. So I understand the noises they make. All right. Well, that was great. I'm glad. Thank you. Yeah, it was. I mean, yeah. Um, okay. And so now we, I guess let's just do our housekeeping. Mm-hmm. Is that good? Yeah. Um, okay. So you can find me at highestlighthealing.com. You can schedule a session with me. I do chakra energy clearings and past life healings and the whole shebang, <clears throat> which is really helpful right now. And um, you can sign up for my newsletter, which I think is going out soon. I hope so. Um, I just go with the flow of my energy. <laughs> I thought it was going out a while ago. Um, and, oh, and you can find me on Instagram. Like I said, I'm doing a lot of guide talk on there, um, High Sight Healing on Instagram. And where can we find you? You can find me at TessWhitehurst.com, on um, Instagram at Tess4444, on Twitter at Tess Whitehurst, on YouTube at Tess Whitehurst, and on Facebook at Tess Whitehurst Author. And if you go to TessWhitehurst.com, you can find meditations and spells, and you can also find out how to join my free meditation groups that I've been doing on Fridays on Zoom. Um, and you can learn about joining the Good Vibe Tribe at TessWhitehurst.com, which is an online school of magical arts, and you can try it for free for a month. Yeah, and you got lots of classes on there. It's a great deal. Thanks. A lot of great stuff over there. Um, Okay, what are you picking? Now we're going to pick our card for the week. Where are Uh, you picking from? Sacred Self-Care Oracle. Okay, someone was mentioning that they um, didn't... They couldn't find it. The sacred self care oracle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, it's I put it on the show notes a, a couple oh, of weeks ago. Oh, I mean, like that it wasn't available. Oh, right now. could be, so could I be sold that. out or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had Goddess Provisions had it on their site, and then Hay House picked it up. So now Hay House is publishing it. So maybe I don't oh, know if you okay. they were looking on the Goddess Provisions site, but maybe look on okay. Amazon or wherever you like to oh, buy books online. We didn't tell people where to find us. Oh, Monday. yeah. MagicMondayPodcast.com. Yeah, I just thought of that because somebody said that on the Magic Monday listeners Facebook group. So you can um, ask to join there and, um, yeah. You can sign up for our just, newsletter. You can find us Magic on Instagram Monday. at Magic Monday Podcast. And yeah. you can find all the show notes. That's where I put the show notes. All the things we talk about, which this week is going to be pretty long. Looks oh, like. boy. All yeah. the <laughs> books and Oracle yeah. decks and TV shows yeah. we talk about. And you can ask us a question on magicmondaypodcast.com too. All right. So you're picking from self-care. Or mm-hmm. Did you get I, it? I did. You want okay. me to go first? Yeah. It's abundance planning, which oh. this has been, I feel like this is the transformation I'm going through a lot ah. is opening up to more abundance. So it's so cute, too. It has a picture of uh, Maniki Neko, the, you know, with the fortune beckoning cat next Aww. to some some $100 bills and 
other denominations, and then some a picture of writing in a journal. So the message is mantra. I attract a level of abundance in alignment with my self-worth and reflective of my generous nature. Your financial health is an essential aspect of your overall wellness practice. It's time to take a closer look at how you're spending, saving, and making money. To begin, review all your bank accounts, investments, and credit cards, as well as any loans you're carrying. Doing so will help you get clear on your financial status. Then make a practical plan to lower your expenses, increase your income and savings, and repay your debt. An excellent place to start is at your local bank or with a financial advisor. Work with your bank or advisor to optimize your accounts to have the lowest fees and highest interest rates possible. In addition, you can get set up with automatic bill payments, transfer monthly deposits into a savings account, and begin consolidating any debt you may be carrying. The other side of your financial abundance equation is generating more money. When you put your energy toward it, you'll often find new ways to do so. If you're working, this can be achieved by negotiating a raise at your current position, consider applying for a promotion or new job, taking on a side gig, or educating yourself on a new topic or skill with income generating potential. If you're an entrepreneur, look into raising your fees or prices, developing new marketing strategies, and expanding your product offerings, as well as other ways to increase your margins. Journaling prompt. What was your family's relationship with money like when you were growing up? How has that impacted your relationship with money? Well, that was a very specific oracle I, card. I really like, I mean, you don't normally see that in oracle cards. Is that, that degree of specificity with abundance planning. Wow. <laughs> Consolidating your payment, I mean, your bill paying. Wow. That that was something. Yeah, well, but okay. I, I kind of like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Let's get real clear on that. I mean, it's true. I listened to Dave Ramsey, the yeah. money guy, just to calm me down. We have talked about this yeah, before. I, I read his book. Yeah. Now um, okay. we have another thing for the show notes. Oh, yeah. Dave Ramsey. So <laughs> I Dave picked Ramsey. from the Rumi Oracle deck, which Ooh. is maybe the, op- well, no, it's not the opposite, but I picked the Sacred Phoenix Heart. So I'm going to, I always have to um, consolidate this, but it's as just like our loans. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it says love guides us through travails that seem impro- improbable if not impossible it does not shy away from any challenge from any cause it cannot it is just love's way love says to us there is always another way you are receiving this guidance now Perhaps you are scratching your head quizzically or are in deepest despair because you appear to have met a, de- a dead end, a frowning no, or a dismissive laugh upon your quest to bring love alive. So then, do you choose to believe in love or in the death of sorts your heart faces? Or in the death of sorts your heart faces? Your heart shall rally. I choose death because that is the portal to new life. And so it is wise, you see, but you must be brave. To be burned in love, by love, for love will involve endurance of pain, but it will also place it in context. Transformation. Yes. Okay. There's a little more. This oracle comes with a message for you. You may feel as though you've been wandering in a desert for many years with no oasis in sight. You might have been through darkness, through trials, endured confusion and uncertainty as you've sought for your truth, sought divine revelation, and sought your purpose to confirm your plan. Seek no more. The answers are now given or very soon will be, and the life, the passion, the purpose will come to you in clarity. (sighs) <sighs> that's a nice one yeah if we can just 
transform death and consolidate our loans, then this will be a great week. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening. We hope you have a great week. Thanks, everyone. Bye. understand the noises they make.